Hello, everyone. This is Mark with Speak Brave Podcast. Welcome to the show. This is Speak Brave. We're finding the courage to speak up and not afraid to ask tough questions. And of course, this podcast cannot happen without my conversation partner, my ally and dear friend, John. John! Mark! (laughs) Well, it's... it's Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of the day it is. Hello! Well, thank you for being here, and thank you for being the best possible conversation partner one can ever ask for. John, I want to get right into the topic of today's podcast, and I think this this will benefit a lot of people who are in this um, uh, on this journey with us. Because I'm excited about the topic. You shared it with me before we began the process. I, I sure did. The topic is how to write, publish, and market a best-selling book in 2017. By the way, I want to say this. Before I even got the dream of writing a book, which I'm currently engaged in now, it was Mark who first put me on to the idea of writing a book and that the idea of writing a book in this day and age that we live with technology is not as uh, daunting as it used to be. Can I say that? Exactly. And, exactly. Well, the, the publishing landscape is changing, just like everything else in our life. And it's changing at a speed that is almost very difficult to grasp. Why is that? Because Amazon, because of um, failure of traditional bookstores to to distribute well com- compared to Amazon. And there's many other factors and so many more players and authors coming into the market and taking advantage of the new platform and marketing and, pu- and saturating the marketplace. However, with that being addressed, just because there's more players just because there's more content producers does not mean that the quality of content is always great. Well, I'll add one more thing yeah. to that if I could as yes. well. Yes. Just because there are more players in the market doesn't mean that your specific contribution to that market cannot rise above the others that are not as quality because there is still a hunger and thirst, I believe, in the general consumer market when it mm-hmm. comes to reading for Quality content, quality writing, quality storytelling, quality factual information. There's there's a hunger for it, and Google has created an amazing platform Google and for Amazon. that. And Amazon, and of Amazon, of course, ties directly in with Google. Absolutely, and others, so, others as well. So, folks, this is exciting for you because what's going to happen here is that because Mark has been on this journey and he has been a student of understanding the process because it is his goal in 2017 to release his book, or books, in my opinion, yes. you want to know some of the important steps so you can get started today. Begin 2017 with your plan already down, even if it's just a simplified outline to start. Exactly. Resolve to write, publish, and market a best-selling book in 2017. Did you know, John, that 81% of all adults in the United States dream, wish, want to write a book? Did you know that? I didn't know that, actually. That's according to a New York Times poll that uh, has been conducted several I always wondered ago. why it was I really didn't want to think about writing a book. Maybe it's because I thought it was too much work. It is too, It is a lot of work. It's a discipline, isn't it? When you have a book that is part of your brand, part of your psyche, part of your um, contribution to the world, if you are, let's say, somebody in their 20s or early 30s, mm-hmm. and you are in the marketplace and you're still establishing and 
growing and growing your credibility. When you have a book that tells a potential employer or a business partner that you have heft, you are not a lightweight. You are someone who knows what commitment is. Somebody who has able to figure out, look into themselves, realize how you work, how you research information, how you create content and put it in a book form that anyone can consume because that is your trademark. It can be. It's your trademark, your reputation that will stay with you for the rest of your life. If you, whatever it is, the outcome, maybe it's a good book or maybe it's a bestseller or maybe it's just a book that some, that some experts in the industry call catharsis book. Do you know hmm. what that is? Yes. <laughs> what do you think that is? Well, catharsis <laughs> for me is, has to do with the emotion, the stress, the, the agony sometimes. There's cathartic states that occur. I know that uh, without knowing the exact definition of catharsis, I equate that with an emotional experience, mm-hmm. a, a, a thing that is heart-wrenching and almost severe at times. Wow, that is deep, John. That is deep catharsis. But I think you're on the right track. I want to make sure that I um, address it with a laser-like focus, what I believe catharsis is in a publishing industry. And I'm going to talk about being self-published author. Mm-hmm. I will not, in the context of this conversation, I will, in everything that I say, have the, have the understanding that this is a self-publishing route. If you want to do, when you already, when you have a publisher, then this, is, this podcast is not for you. But if you are a self-published author and you're trying to create content and create credibility, then this, this podcast this is for you. Yeah. Okay. Now, Catharsis book, what I'm, what I'm referring to is someone, maybe it's their first book, mm-hmm. and they have never wrote anything before. And I'm not saying that you're not going to be next Stephen King or James Patterson or um, Rowling, the one who... J.K. Rowling. Yeah, yeah. One of one, the, those amazing authors. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, Catharsis book, is something that you just put it out there because you had to. You had to address it. You had to, you, you thought this is your stories and they have to come out in a written form. It is something you have to get over. Maybe get over yourself. Just put it out and move forward. Hmm, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. This is your catharsis book. Now, one of the things that a lot of people ask, so I did say the statistics, 81% wish, right. want, desire to create a book. Now, that percent, how right. many actually write a book? 1%. 1%. 1%, wow. 1% out of 81%. It's staggering. It is a lot of work. It is a commitment. It is time commitment. And a lot of questions come into your mind, right, when you have a book or when you're thinking about a book. What, right. what are the questions? Like, why would you want to write a book, John? I mean, uh, you're re- I mean, you're a regular uh, person, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. may, uh, well, to me, you're extraordinary because you're my friend and I've seen what you can do. But in a, in a thing, like, what is the, your motivation to write a book, John? Experiences of life that I want to pass on to other people. Okay, so you want to pass on to other people. Okay, what else? Um, informing people for the benefit of their lives being made better. Okay, so you want to help people. And to get people to take action and understand that there's more than one side to a particular story. Okay, so you want to share your experiences. You want to benefit people. You want to inform people. Um, But what I want to kind of bring a twist to this or a wrinkle to this discussion is you want to help someone. Mm -hmm. Well, help's at the core of it all. or, Or help someone solve a problem that they have potentially yes yes absolutely 
absolutely and i will get into it as we develop this um, podcast in just a few minutes it's already been developing it's just you know we're just getting to yeah, the meat of it one, you're the one that put me on the road to thinking about and beginning the process that's right one of the first things that anyone can and then when they're exploring the idea of the book is why why do you want to write the book who is this going to be for what problem is it going to solve because i believe firmly just like anything else that any piece of writing, whether it's a sales letter, a letter, an email, a book, a novel, a blog post, a journal article, is to solve a problem. Okay. Every piece of writing have to solve some kind of problem. For it the co- benefit of those people that are writing notes right now on this, give me those three points again. Starts the you want to know why. Why do you want to write a book? And why do you want to write a book? Is this you, is this going to be is this your catharsis book? Is this just something you want to get out of your yeah, system? You just want to get it off your chest. Get off your mind, get off your shoulders and move on with your life and also share with others your thoughts. And then second is who is this book for? Who is your reader who is your audience and what is the problem that you're going to solve because every piece of writing solves a problem every this is this is just like any other business venture that you are gonna approach maybe you uh, you maybe you have mindset of a business person or from the experience what is the problem that your piece of writing will solve one of the things that helps authors to focus and bring into, into psyche so they can move forward with intention is to write a book proposal. Now, a book proposal will never be submitted to publisher unless you want to, but it will solidify and will refine your focus. Because when you answer, maybe in a book proposal, it may be just one paragraph. Who's this, why are you writing this book? Who is this for and what problem it's going to solve? I like those three things right there. And that and that compresses, condenses, and it clarifies your thinking. I also like to go even further. As you write your book, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, or a collection of articles, rewrite your proposal. Rewrite your proposal so it becomes even clearer and more focused. So it's not just like you just wrote your book proposal once, the paragraph, and then you forget it. Mm-hmm. As you keep writing, first draft, second draft, third draft you at the same time rewrite your proposal yeah the focus is becoming sharper the messaging is becoming more to the point doesn't it seem like a lot of work john it does seem it like a lot seems of work. like a lot of work and just writing a book and putting this out it's not an easy task it's not something that you can just do quickly unless you've been writing all your life and a lot of authors and writers that i have found and did research on they, they started writing early like in their teens when they were children, and they... Now, that's an amazing thing. Yeah, like since they're 10. But in and of itself, we don't have time to develop that. But the thing is, is there are those individuals that seem to have always had an affinity for writing. But at the same time, too, they obviously had to have somebody there that was serving as a mentor and a coach because you don't just write things down. You have to have some kind of objective in the writing, some kind of focus in the writing, some kind of of sensibility in the writing and Absolutely. obviously the tools of writing require good vocabulary and other things but imagination also requires yeah. time mm-hmm. and it commitment does. commitment it's some it's you just have to put your behind in a seat have some butt glue I and keep writing want to put my behind in the seat okay and that's that's what it is john also i want to make sure that's that not easy to do it is not easy to do we're so distracted this is we live in a distracted society i believe i'm one of the you victims have you ever find yourself okay i intend to go to the computer i intend to type 
and put down some things right now on the computer, on a Word document or whatever it is that you log into. And as you're making your way to your computer, there's something that happens that gets in the way that has to be handled immediately, or at least it seems to be demanding your attention immediately. And invariably, we wind up never going in there and actually We're sitting never. down and writing. That's right. This concept and this problem is well written, documented, and illustrated in one of my books that I do enjoy. It's not my favorite book, but I do enjoy it. The Art, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. You know, remember, I think I mentioned it. Yeah. It's a concept of resistance. Resistance will push against you or push against the work that you're trying to do. But if you commit it, if you made a choice, you will push through the resistance. You will find a way. It's not like you're going to look for inspiration. You sit down and inspiration finds you. Okay, That is the only way. Yeah. Let's stop right there and remind something to people. We're talking about writing a book, but anything that you do that is an expression of your aesthetic, your ability, your talent, your giftedness, your willingness, and your desire to give good to other people, you're going to meet resistance. Exactly. Resistance is real. Is good for two. Resistance is difficulty, but it is good. It's good because it forces you to resolve, do you really want to do this and are you determined to do it, come hook or crook? And number two, resistance also creates for you a strengthening of your resolve. In other words, now you develop a much more disciplined mental focus and you say to yourself, I will and absolutely intend to do this and nothing will stop me from achieving it. And this plays out into all of your life and all things you do. So That's right. there's benefit there, great but benefit in the overall is. living pattern. Exactly. It teaches you for other challenges in life because mm-hmm. you can be an inspiration for others. But I want to focus on the book writing okay. because book writing is available and within reach of everyone who mm-hmm. makes a commitment. We need to know. That's right. And what also book writing is a journey to self-understanding, mm-hmm. to self-learning. Because you learn about yourself. You learn how you work. And you also learn the time of the day that you write the best. Also, you learn about um, how you can organize your schedule and your time so you can be most productive. And you also you learn about who you really are. Writing is therapeutic. It's helpful. And it helps you to move forward with your mm-hmm. life. So it, it, it's, it's one of the best things you can do for yourself. Now... How about, um, what if you don't know what to write about? What if you have no idea, hmm. right? I mean, you never wrote. One of the things that I have learned uh, in, in writing my book, which, which is going to be released in 2017, um, more information coming soon, is you have to be passionate. You have to be passionate about the subject. Because if you're not, your work will suffer. It is as if you are should, as if you should and should. And when you have the word should, swirling in your head you don't do your best work when you're passionate about it you're solving a problem you cannot wait to get to work so find a way that you can be passionate about and that way you can move forward and finish it quickly also a lot of people that i have come across is they're trying to reinvent the wheel do you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm, i do okay they think okay i'm so clever i'm gonna write in this voice in this postmodern writing style that's going to just knock everyone's socks off okay maybe but what i'm trying to offer is study learn and understand people who already paid their dues somebody who look at the chapter of your favorite book 
whether it's nonfiction, business book, marketing, look at that chapter, look at the introduction and study it. Study it. How did the authors weave together the structure? Is there maybe a compelling narrative, maybe a good story in the beginning, then maybe a history, and then how, what it means for you, and then action steps. I like you, that. You don't have to, you have a framework, and then every chapter, let's say you have 10 chapters, right? Uh, I mean, that's that's pretty good um, starting point. Maybe you have seven or 10, and maybe 100 pages you're shooting for, 111 pages if you do self-publishing. Um, every chapter, if you can, resolve it, that it can stand on its own. However, every chapter is part of a larger narrative. Right. Large, large right. narrative. What is the promise of the book that you have? And promise have to be answered and delivered mm-hmm. through revelation in every chapter. But when you structure your chapters, um, it of course comes from the outline. Right. Maybe you have a mind map. And then one of the things I have learned comes from Ray Edwards. Ray Edwards is a copywriter. And he is famous, and he is—he was in broadcasting. He has a podcast on iTunes, and he has a business where he teaches other people how how to write copy that sells. Mm-hmm. One of the things that he has done is okay. You have an idea for a book, right? Right. Ask your audience. Ask people in your niche. Ask people who you're going to help. What are their top ten questions? Top ten questions. That's a great idea. Now those ten questions become ten chapters. Now, each chapter will have a story, where that story came from, what does it mean to you, and what are you going to do about it? What is your next step? That's it. You can create, and with that framework, you can start going. Because if you just look at this blank page, you will never get started. But if you have some kind of framework, at least you can start, put, put your one feet forward into the water and keep on walking. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. So ask what is the top 10 questions that you're trying to answer in your niche. That could be your 10 chapters. That could be. I like the premise, though. Yeah. You need to know what your why is yes. because the reader is going to ask, why should I read it? Exactly. So, so purpose is everything. But I like niche because in niche you have those people that follow you because you have a specific objective and viewpoint that's important to them. Exactly. And I so like what it. they're doing is they have an opportunity to play a role in the setting of that viewpoint so that you can provide them good information. Yeah. And this expands your impact upon those people of that particular community. Exactly. I also want to, since we're talking about Ray Edwards, I do recommend him. Um, I never met the person, I never met the guy, but he seems to be very generous with his information. He has developed a framework that he uses to write sales letters, blog posts, and also books. I think I mentioned this to you, John, before. His framework is called Pastor. How do you spell that? P-A-S-T-O-R. Pastor. And that comes from um, the meaning, well, related word, shepherd. Do you know what I'm t- saying? Mm, I do. Shepherd. Those of us refer often to the minister at a yes. church as pastor. That's right. Because he's the shepherd of the flock of exactly. believers. So it, I'm not trying to be a preacher. No. Or, but what I, it's a good acronym that you can use in your framework, which will help you. This is one of the tools. So it's someone who guides. Someone who guides the audience to a new level, new plane of understanding. So, would you like me to go over this framework? Mm-hmm, please do. Okay. Please P. Do. P. First letter in pastor is a person. Who is this? Who is this piece of writing for? Yes. A person. A pain. 
what is this person pain point is. I always talk about pain points mm -hmm. and I could not be even more sharper here. What is the pain point? Is there somebody who needs to make more money? Is there somebody who needs to look at over their health? Is there somebody's relationship suffering? Is mm -hmm. there somebody personal development have stuck? Is there someone's um, well-being? Or maybe let's say let's go with financial security. Okay, what is the pain point? And you focus on that pain point. You answer that question. So P stands for person, pain, problem. What is the problem? How is this life going to remain for this person if you continue to do things the same way? Okay. If the pain of staying in a situation is becomes unbearable versus the pain of actually doing something about it. Does that make sense? It makes complete may, sense. May pain, staying in the situation outweighs whatever pain you think mm -hmm. to move forward. So P, person, pain, problem. A, pastor, P-A. A means you amplify the pain. Oh, really? You, ampl you, you grab them by the throat and you don't let go. I know it seems a little bit unethical or maybe even, maybe even a little bit, mm, not the way that you like to do business, but just hear what I want to share with you. You amplify the pain. You illustrate the pain. And you say, you know what? If you remain in this situation, you will go broke or you will become overweight or you will... Um, nobody wants to talk to you and then yeah. everyone will see for who you really are isn't that painful oh. you amplify the pain you push and you pull and you and you don't make it you don't write it where you say the sky is falling the sky is falling and and you're never gonna have another relationship no, it's, or you're it, never to gonna me be it's, a, it's like you it, amplify the pain I think you're what you're doing is you're saying you know you don't want to go here because if you go here and continue in the track that you're on, this is what you're going to encounter. Exactly. So at, I guess what you're doing is you're reinforcing the fact that if you're if you're going to stay in the pain and the point that you're at, you're you, you're destined to stay in that pain and it's only going to get worse. nothing will ever change. It'll, it'll, life it'll is too short. You cannot remain <clears throat> in the pain. You have to take action. So, so you've got P, to person, pain, problem. A. Amplify. Amplify. However, there's a second part to this A. The second one is aspiration. Not only do you amplify the pain, you take a step back, you zoom out, and you look at the same problem, or the, excuse me, the same situation, the same obstacle as an opportunity. And you reach out into someone's heart through your empathetic thinking, writing, listening, communicating, and you, and you provide aspiration for that person. Where do you want to be? Where would you like your life to take a turn if you will be in six months, a year from now, if you change your life? I want Just, to aspire to be pain-free. Okay, you, you aspire <laughs> to be free, but maybe it's an achievement. It's vision. It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's anything. Your life will change. It's anything to make things better. Aspiration. You reach. So you amplify the pain, but at the same time, with one hand, you amplify. With the other hand, you aspire. And I think that's talent. Oh, that is the talent. Now, okay, let's keep moving. S. Story. Yes. Story, struggle, system, solution. Story, struggle, system, solution. I know it's a mouthful, but this is why we have to take notes. Story. 
become a collector of stories mm-hmm. reach out for stories become embrace stories <clears throat> let them become in you internalized stories relevant stories and that's what i'm talking about that's why you have to read out bloomberg business news so you have to look look at the variety or gq or woman's health or real simple magazine you find stories you find stories put them in a file maybe in evernote or in your writing file mm-hmm. and they become anchors in your chapters story the way that we're conditioned in the United States, the way we consume books, we're primed with a compelling narrative. And I see it in a book after book after book. There's mm-hmm. a story. There's an opening story that grabs people. And that's your tool. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. So story. Second is, what did I have? Struggle. 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 How how is this story come about? What is the struggle? And you have to be real, mm-hmm. vivid, concrete, specific. Right. Third is the solution. Because you're yes. going to provide the solution, aren't you? You're going to so- provide the solution. You to are the problem. person given the solution, and you know, to that struggle. And then a system, because solution a system is one making it happen. That's right. And then the system is a larger zoom out. I like that so, because the system, as I see it, is simply okay. Here's the framework to begin to solve to do the solution to the problem that's created. Exactly. So, okay. P, A, S, T, transformation. Oh, yeah. Now you're beginning to get into how is it going to change the mind of the reader? Yeah, that's right. For mm-hmm. example, do you know, have you ever seen those commercials, P90X? Yes. P90X or Insanity Workout. Mm-hmm. It's the same story, just being repeated in a new package. Exactly. You've seen someone who is overweight, not happy, um, maybe a little bit self-conscious, mm-hmm. but then in 90 days... If you follow this program, this is who you become. You become lean, mean, fit, fanatic, or someone who people want to get to know because you made a commitment. And that's transformation. And transformation can also come from testimonies, maybe come from stories, because stories are so important. And this is one of the tools for the writing. T, O, is offer. What do you offer? What is your offering? What is your... What is your one thing tangible that you can use for everyone? Mm-hmm. And R is request for response or call to action. Next steps. What is that what you want to do? One of the things that I have learned, uh, John, is in business, I used to be a salesperson. I remember that you were in the construction business. Yeah. And you had to sell to and show mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to people. And in addition to that, right. you do some financial planning yes, work as well. I did. Okay. And, and that's, that's what happened. And uh, when the R is you request for response. This is your call to action. This is something you want people to do. And this is important because when you have this framework, Pastor, P-A-S-T. T-O-R. It's easy to remember and it easily can be implemented. The second thing I wanted for, for you to think about is when you write your book, you have to allocate the time. What I realized is that you can write for 30 minutes a day, you can write for 60 minutes a day, or you can write for 90 minutes a day. And you have to find the rhythm that is most appropriate for you. Because even for writers, uh, some writers write in the morning, some write in the afternoon, and some write in the evening. The second part I want to mention is about publishing. Now, as a self-published author, the major platform that you can use is Amazon. Now, the Amazon um, gives you many different options. One of them is you can self-publish in CreateSpace or 
as an ebook in a Kindle format. And there's major differences, of course. When you have a chance to use Kindle, it's an ebook platform. You have to read the terms, register, create an author page. But the major difference between CreateSpace is that in an ebook format, you have the choice to unpublish at any time. Why is that important? Because let's say you create a book and you put it to the world and you get one bad review, second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth. You may feel discouraged, but at the same time, it's an opportunity because you can look at the reviews and you can make you can make um, you can make adjustments, and based on the feedback, you can create a work of art, a masterpiece. See, when you don't have an ebook, when you have a paperback, it becomes <laughs> it becomes forever part of your brand, part of your message, part of your reputation, and you can never take it out. So I would suggest for the first-time authors, if you want to diversify your risk and spread spread your risk and become uh, you know published author, start with an ebook first. Because with the ebook, you can unpublish at any time. You can make revisions as often as you like based on the feedback that you have. But once you do a create space, a paperback, there's no going back. So that's another major point that I wanted to make sure that you understand. And finally, how do you market your book? Uh, you can market your book uh, and marketing probably and not probably but 100% should start even before you write your book I know it's a little bit unconventional and unorthodox but I think it's the way to do it one of my favorite bloggers Seth Godding says that the best way or the best time to write a book is three years ago what does it mean is that means that in order for you to have any success as a best-selling author or published author, you have to have a platform. You have to have a platform that you have started off three years ago. And you cannot just write a book, put it out to the world, and, and ask people to sell it. So, as any author, I recommend that you have a platform. And a platform where people know, like, and trust you. And they cannot wait for your piece of work. One of the things that you can do and start thinking about is when you're going to do a launch, um, how, who is interested in your work? How did you release your work? Did, do you have better uh, beta readers that are in tune to you, that know that the book is coming? And because you write blog posts, you make videos, you make podcasts, and they're already waiting to hear from you. This is your, this is your audience. Kevin Kelly who came up with the concept of 1,000 true fans, says you only need 1,000 true fans. I know it's a scary number and a big number, but those true fans that will drive two hours, who will buy your T-shirt and will buy any piece of product that you release. They are the people who make it, who, who can take you to the best-selling um, status. So if you have 1,000 true fans, you have a chance to make a big difference. Um, also, when you're thinking about launching the book, think about three phases. There's pre-launch, launch, and post-launch. And if we're going to focus on Amazon, um, all of them are important because each one will have them different strategies. John, I see that uh, we're coming close to the end of our time here. Mm-hmm. We are. So let's pick this up next time. That's a good idea because there's a great deal more here that I can see. Yeah. And just on what you've shared already, there's some probably, I won't use the term minutia, 
But there are obviously some little details. Strategy. Yeah. Strategy. Thank you. That was uh, the word that sequence. I needed to come up with. There's a sequence of events that must be followed, and not only followed, nurtured, grown, um, embraced, that every author should at least consider. Because writing, publishing, and marketing a book is a business. It's it's a, the only way that you can receive success if you're consistent. If you're consistent in your messaging, in your marketing, and in your core objective. And nothing great ever comes without being consistent. And I will pick this up in the next broadcast. I look forward to that. How to write, publish, and market you market a bestseller in 2017. Thank you, John, for being my conversation. My pleasure. And I hope I'll see you next time. Now, everyone who's listening, subscribe to the podcast. uh, Tell your friends. uh, Share. Um, on social media and reach out to me. I'm on Twitter and Facebook uh, at Speak Brave or Mark Guy. I love to hear from you. Thank you for listening, and I cannot wait to hear from you. And I cannot, and I cannot see you until next time. This is Speak Brave. Don't forget to speak brave.